0: Looks all over their face My friends all know that I'm cool I've been this way since high school Cause life's never been sweeter When you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles
1: Welcome to the Youth Hockey Up High School Hockey Podcast Brought to you by the Red Black League I'm Danny Ryan, joined with you Tony Scott
0: how you doing, Danny?
1: I'm doing just fine. And Carl, how are you? I'm doing well. That's good. Glad to hear, Carl. Yeah, we're happy for you. Oh, thanks. Well, it was a good weekend for Carl. Did you make it to
2: hockey? Yeah, yeah, I did. I even saw a, a 600th win yeah. at that hockey game.
1: Oh, okay. congratulations, Mike Randolph. Obviously, the Duluth East Greyhounds giving him his 600th victory as a high school hockey head coach
0: pretty impressive
1: yes very very impressive i was thinking to myself i was like how old is mike randolph which i looked up he's 66 i was like <laughs> how long would it take for him to get to 700 i was like eh, maybe five years does he be coaching like when he's 72 73 yes. yeah he probably will be <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah if anyone yeah. will be it's him <laughs>
0: Yeah. And and two things. Uh, One, it'll be even more weekend at Bernie's by the time he gets to 71. And two, two, we have to also factor in that he was out of coaching for one year or two years before the city council redid itself.
2: Uh, School board, but one year, yes.
0: Yeah, sorry. sorry. It was was big, but it wasn't quite that big. I could see it in Duluth taking it all the way to the city council. Mike Randolph must
1: not coach.
0: Yard signs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Both
2: coach.
1: Anyways, um, so we're going to jump into some scores of notes, and then we're going to get to a different segment and circle back to some games of the recap, let's say, but first off, scores of note this week that kind of stood out to me when I was looking at the um, scores coming in. Maple Grove won, Armstrong Cooper won, overtime tie. Uh,
0: and by all accounts, Armstrong was robbed a couple of times by... Uh, Ethan Hader. Yeah, Hader was outstanding down the stretch for him. So.
1: Uh, niled 2, Lakeville North won, niled 6, Hermantown five overtime, but Nilt had a good week.
0: Very good. Yeah, I had them back on the, on the on
2: the on the bubble for my top twenty-five.
0: Ooh, well, oh, I think they're on the bubble for top twenty, top twenty, top fifteen. Yeah. yeah,
2: the way that they're playing,
1: I,
0: no arguments here.
1: <laughs> Regular St. Cloud, not St. Cloud Cathedral four, Buffalo one. It's an interesting note for Section Eight Double A. Yep. Egan five. Prior Lake three, that's a surprise. That's a yeah. surprise. War Road three,
0: Crookston four in overtime. That's a shocker. That that might yeah. make the ten minutes with Tony Scott shocker of the week right <laughs> there. <paradise. laughs> the Pirates for very yeah. often.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then Cloquet zero, Stillwater one, and and Cloquet put a twelve spot on Hopkins this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by that. I think Stillwater is super deep, and they have young talent. Noah Tussie? Great defenseman, I think, that team, and a really good goalie. So they're going to have a lot of their games. are going to be there like, a lot like Lakeville North, you know. Mm-hmm. When Lakeville North and Stillwater play this year, it could be 0-0. <laughs> <laughs> Where do they play? Do they I they... don't know. They're probably in our tournament. <laughs> if not, they're playing right now. The Hockey
1: season. for a Lifetime Yearbook
0: Award tournament? Oh, come on. <laughs> You're paying.
1: You're paying. <laughs> okay. Well, before we get into more games, Carl, why don't you lead us with our our next segment?
0: Sure. So
2: we had a lot of fun last week when we did the, the Lost Teams trivia. So we'll do a little more trivia this week. And But this time we're going back to the present, and we're g- going to do a mystery players. So well, Danny and I have picked four players in t- who are going to quiz Tony and, and each other on. Um so these four players come up from four different categories, but these, these categories won't go in order, so they could be all, all over the place as we ask them. But those, those four categories are player on a top ten team, player on a not top top ten team, uh underclassmen to watch, so that's a ninth grader or a tenth tenth grader, and then a player who we're not going to see this year but wish we could. And so all these players are you know standout players, people who you should go and, and watch, but we're going to quiz each other on them and see how long it takes on us to figure it out based on a few basic clues on things related to their team or their name or their production so far.
0: And for so. the record, last week you guys gave me the answers, and I still couldn't get them right. This week, I don't know any of the answers, and I'm going to just I'm going to try my best.
1: And Carl doesn't know mine, and I don't know Carl's. So, Carl, why don't you go through your four before I do my four? How about that?
2: Sure. Okay. My first player's initials are CM.
1: Casey Middlestat. Uh, no, no, no. Casey does <laughs> not play anymore. Okay. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Your son plays
1: for the Gophers, don't <laughs> it? Or last night, too, by the way. We know you were there.
0: We'll i most. holding up the last sign. night. <laughs>
1: Casey, call me after the game. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: dear. All, um, right. all right. Need another clue? Yes. No. yes. Yes. Uh, he plays for the Raiders.
1: Oh, I know who it is. Christian Miller.
2: Yes, well done. Yes.
1: Tony, I knew who it was.
0: <laughs> I, you didn't say
1: it. Oh, okay. So we have to establish now some ground rules that say Danny or Tony. Handed.
0: I didn't get handed any rules. Oh, oh. I said Christian Miller. I got it right.
2: Okay,
1: so uh, One Christian, so who is this player for you, Carl?
2: Christian Miller was well, my young player because uh, having se- seen Greenway this year, he was a very impressive standout of the blue line. He's huge, he's a dominant player who I think will be well worth watching, and he's one of the reasons why Greenway has made such a strong impression early on this season.
0: And did you guys know his father was a Mr. Hockey winner? Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure you can... get <laughs> right, that.
1: Okay. Thank you. Just... <laughs> now, next time, next next player, you say Tony when you know the answer. Okay, Danny. That's what I say. Okay.
2: <laughs> All right. Next. Okay. Player number two, uh, initials M F. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Oh dear. Oh no. Keep
1: going. Moving on. Uh. Uh. I y- Mike Flyshacker.
2: Nope. Dang. I didn't any
1: either. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Hill Murray kid. Sir. All right, keep going. Need a clue. This,
2: play- this player is a senior.
1: Keep going. Keep going.
2: Uh, his team is not in the metro. Uh, keep going. He yep. he has he has a 952 save percentage right now.
1: Goalie. No. Yeah.
2: <sighs> MF not in the metro.
1: Matt
2: holm I He's a lumberjack.
1: Oh, well, Fitzgerald
0: Matt Fitzgerald yes. Tony There you Matt go Fitzgerald <laughs> No I got it right <laughs> Two for me Zero for you yep. Learn I really... the rules Danny Learn the rules <laughs> I, really,
1: I really liked Matt Fitzgerald In the Elite League like, I saw him play a couple times And that kid is a stud Yes Mm-hmm. He made his
0: 1,000th save, according to Twitter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good for him. I like that tweet. Great, yes. great stat. Yeah. Okay. All right, so he would be not top 10 or not Correct. C? Not top 10. Not, not top 10. You but, will see him, though.
2: Yeah. Fuss. Uh, Good next chance. Next one. Right. Next one is BM. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this player is... <laughs> it's
1: Brady Meyer. I had him, too.
2: Oh. Yep.
1: Yeah, well good.
2: done.
1: Yes? He's playing for North Branch. The Vikings. Yeah. Did he get him already? No, he was going to be my player. Oh, okay. The right. best player huh, that we totally probably ours. won't see.
2: Mm -hmm. Unless unless North Branch makes the tournament, which is a possibility.
0: It is
1: a possibility. Mm -hmm. So Brady Meyer, for those who don't know, is a Duluth uh, commit. He had 33 goals last year, 25 assists. He has one goal this year, five assists, Tony, so you don't even need to look it up. I
0: didn't think he was coming back.
1: Yeah, he came back. Good, good. So he's the best player that we won't see, and I think Carl and I are both in agreement here that, He's a player that's less
0: watchable because yeah, he, he's a really good player. You know, I first saw Brady he played peewees for Forest Lake, really? and he had and he played against Roseville, and he had they lost eight to six. He had all six goals in our first big pumpkin, and I'm like, who is this kid? He's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He played in the Bantam Elite League. I've seen Brady progress in his career, and really good player. Okay, Carl.
2: Okay, now that I've stolen one of Danny's, uh, my, my last player is uh, J.S. Okay. Player's a senior. Okay. And obviously by process of el- el- elimination, he must be on a top 10 team.
1: Yep, yep.
2: And he's got 10 points already this season. So he is not leading a team in five games.
1: Okay, wait, wait. Let's think of some. Foley. I'm trying to think of F last name. Fitzgerald. You can think to yourself. Okay.
2: It was an S, not an F.
0: Oh, S. Oh, S is insane? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about
2: that. If I say say the mascot, it will give it away. Not one of the, these mascots that has... How, how, many that? how many points did they have last year? Are they trackable? Uh-huh. This player definitely had a lot of points last year. I don't have the number right on me, but he had plenty. What section is it? Eight.
0: Jake Stets. Oh, Tony, totally yeah, Jake Stets. But, yeah. Jake Stets. Stets. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, three of
2: them. Yep. Maybe they'll the, you know the least easy-to-remember name of Moorhead's big three on that top line, but still an awesome player. Yeah.
1: He's huge too. He's like six two. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was kind of a theme with all my picks. They're all huge players.
1: <laughs> all right, Danny, you're up. Okay, so Brady Meyer was already taken, so I only have three. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: Um. So my first one's initials. Oh, can I do one? Yeah. Why don't you do one? I'm gonna do just one. <laughs>
0: that's fine, fine. All right, <laughs> just. Initials, Can you make it quick because I was about to go. <laughs> initials are A-H. 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 Uh, he's a junior. Austin Heideman. No. Mm. Um, the category would be will not see play this year. Okay. A-H, junior. um and any other clues? Yeah, give us like a mascot or... No, I can't. I will give it away. Okay, give us a section maybe? No, that'll give it away too. Well, it's <laughs> got to be someone... It's he a defenseman or a forward? He's a forward. Okay. He's committed to a Big Ten school. Hmm. Uh,
1: it's, what's Wisconsin's commits, Carl? You have... Um. Almquist, You have... Lavelle. Lavelle.
2: Um master, um
1: master, And it's the other one, isn't it?
2: Well, Aaron Huglund. Aaron Huglund. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Aaron Huglin. Very good. Okay. Very good. We did not see him. I saw him in the lobby, but that does not count as playing ice hockey. Yes. Yes. And he does <laughs> score buckets. And probably the Rams could have given that one away. The Rams would have given it away, and eight kind of gives away. When once Carl said eight, I knew Stets. Yeah. Yeah, you know, kind of. That does make it easy. It and it's again, we won't see him this year. We yeah. had our chance. Yes, and he had a bullet groin. Yeah, game over. All
1: right, okay. Um, my my first player initials J J. Jeff Yes. Good job, Carl. Tony,
0: Jack Jensen.
1: Okay, good. <laughs> Tony got it another, it. One. I another one. Um, this well, I, thought, <laughs> I thought that Jack Jensen was worth noting because he's already got two goals and four assists. He played so well in the Hermantown game. He was hitting everything that moved, and it was just amazing watching him. He was a man among boys and was very noteworthy of watching because it was really – how is he going to respond uh, after Casey leaving? You know, leadership wise, Jack didn't lose a step. He gained a step. I agree. And so that was really fun to watch. All right. So next. JR. Um, defenseman. Already has one goal, two assists, and three points, then. Um. Let's see. He has no totals from last year. Um, he plays in three double A. He's a ninth grader.
2: Oh.
0: He's committed. Uh,
2: the kid from Rosebop. Whose <laughs> name I don't remember.
0: Or Jake Ratloff. Tony Jake Ratzloff. Yeah. yeah.
2: There you go. I
0: uh,
1: <laughs> he's six two, he's huge, and he's a force on the point. Very good. He's very good, so he's my underclassman. Jack Jensen was obviously mm-hmm. my top ten.
2: So,
0: not C was Brady Meyer. Yep, this is not top ten. Okay, thank <laughs> you for process of elimination. Right. Well, because Rosemont could be not top ten too. But
1: right underclassmen. Right, okay. Nathan. Anyway, okay, M.K. Um, has two goals, eight assists. And So, 10 points this year, so far. Mike,
0: Mike Kester? Yeah, Tony Mike Kester. Uh, Tony Mike Kester. Yeah, Mike Kester. Yeah,
1: I think i got to give this one to Tony Carl. Thank you. So, Mike Kester is <laughs> my pick. Happened? How? Because you're
0: slow, Carl. You're slow. <laughs> anyway. I'm going to blame the tape delay
2: because I'm on the phone.
0: <laughs> that's a great segue into a small bit that I want to put into our show today. It's called pronunce. You pronounce pronounce the player's name right how Even about you, you pronounce the segment right <laughs> I'm a challenge. on it I'm on it Okay for those keeping score at home Mike K O S T E R is pronounced Kester as in K E S S T E R okay it's not Coster Uh for those in the Duluth area know that his name Ian Maju not Magoo okay and then um from Hermantown uh Darian Goats not Gots so if you're saying Magoo Gots we about that goaltender from um, Maple Grove it is that's very good his pronoun is pronounced Hider Hider not hater and there's a new goaltender coming in from East Grand Forks next week his name is Carter Creer not Crier K-R-I-E-R. <laughs> it's pronounced Creer okay for those all keeping track and you see these highlights, and you see people using the, pronouncing the names incorrectly. If you need a good pronunciation, check in here.
1: <laughs> With that being said, I, that's the end of our players. That's right. I think we all did a good job here. Yeah. I think, I think Carl won that segment pretty handily.
0: Probably. He didn't get any right. Well. He needs to learn the rules. <laughs> Just that. Say the Rigged. Name. Rigged. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move oh, on. It. Just like the pick-em section is going to be rigged, too. Yeah, it is. Yep. <laughs> all right.
1: Let's move on to some games. All right. First one that I saw this Tuesday: uh, Matamidai 3, Hill Murray 3. Interesting note in this game: Matamidai, two goals in the third period, one goal with six seconds left. This Matamidai team is pretty dang good. And they were rocking on all cylinders for their first game of the season. First game of the season to take Hill Murray to a tie, and probably should have won it in some instances too. This is
0: a pretty good monoamiite team. I hosted a tournament this weekend at the Rec Center and got to see Monamiite throttle North Saint Paul. oh, so you saw two games, so week. I did see some of that game, yeah yep. <laughs> I wouldn't say I watched much of it because it wasn't ever a contest, but it's a nice team, yeah, yeah i I thought they we had it's some... hard to compare when you're watching is North Saint Paul. You know. And we got Corey Polarski on Matamidae when he was on North St. Paul. It's like, let's <laughs> tip the scales even more. Um, Sam I,
1: uh A-Y-D, had a good game. Um, but Ben Helgeson really stood out in this game. It looked like he gained two inches, I want to say. He just looked bigger and fuller and just more all over the ice. Um, but I think he'll still probably has a couple question marks coming into uh, after this game. Tying Blaine two to two on Saturday, so still kind of juggling up with Hill. I don't know what to believe with them right now.
0: I don't think they know what to believe yet. But this is Ben Helgeson's year. True. I mean,
1: he's he not going he to be around. He's a
0: freshman, right? Mm-hmm. A decent year last year. Committed to Wisconsin. Blah blah blah. This is his team. This is his year. Yeah. He was an MVP with Jack Jensen in our Bantam League, so it's not like this is a surprise that he's a stud. No, do you know what I mean? This no. is this is. There's no shock that he's one of the top players in that junior class, and there's a good chance he could leave. I don't think he will, but I think there's a good chance he could go to the USHL. Next it's year. a good chance. Yeah, he'd be one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me.
1: Um, probably the game of the week that I was at Friday, Hermantown – Town what was the final Hermantown five? Six, uh, four, five, five, four. Five, four, five four, Sorry. So Hermantown four, Eden Prairie five in overtime. So let me set the stage. This is probably one of the most physical games I've ever seen. Okay. Hermantown has got the best line in class. A
0: hands down. Oh, she. Bondi.
1: Thought, beyondy. Beyondy. Sorry. Hyder or not. when I heard her. Herder. Goes. <laughs> okay, and then Watkins, I can say that right. that one. Okay, right. cool. One hey, for three. Ain't bad. bad. I'm Hall bad. of Famer in baseball. Is good for Three, right? <laughs> Thank you. Um, but that line is unstoppable, I think, in a Class A realm. And they are very, very, very good. And like I said before, Jack Jensen was all over the ice. He was hitting well. Andrew Irwin really looked like he matured a lot. He looks really solid stay at home defenseman, which looked really nice, but he, let me set the stage tied going into overtime I saw it. I watched this. Hermantown comes back from four two to tie at four four late in the third period, so they had momentum and it was kind of going back and forth, so Hermantown or gets checked against the boards right by the benches pretty blatant interference call or whatever you know just it was a penalty. No call. Makes sense. Overtime, blah, blah, blah. A couple seconds later, Eden Prairie guy gets tripped. Oh, hand goes up. And it was just like, oh, my God. It's like Homer.
0: Well, it happens in Hermantown, too. So, the other way around, I've seen it myself. (laughs) And so,
1: you're thinking, like, is Ole like the ghost of Ole out there? You know, there weren't special jerseys and everything. You know, what's going on? And so, then, Eden Prairie's on the power play, cycling the puck net comes off because the goaltender
0: kicked it off. Stop right there. Can I just interrupt? And the ref repairs the net off while the puck's in the zone. Keep going.
1: Yeah, and it was off for like two feet. It wasn't just a little bit off. It was off for two feet. And they're on the power play. Puck is still in the zone. Ref skates over like he's the Superman, puts the net back on the mooring. It was like, wow. I got you guys. And then they cycle it up to the point, shot
0: from the point. Boom! Trickled in. Trickled in. Uh, who knows? Seeing <laughs> eyes. Game
1: over. Eden Prairie goes nuts, and meanwhile, Hermantown's bench was just livid, screaming right when that, <laughs> that got put back on because that's an automatic whistle in their mind,
0: yeah. and,
1: and so it it ended very weirdly.
0: Now, here's the question. Was it the
1: referee, or was it a linesman? Linesman, sorry. Oh, that's even worse. It was a linesman. That's insulting. <laughs> yeah, so, the, like, even in the handshake line, the linesman was kind of, like, off in the distance, like, I don't want to be here. He's looking for a manhole cover. <laughs> it was it was an instance if Bruce Plant was still a head coach, they would not have been able to Zamboni that rink until the next day because he wouldn't have left the rink. Yeah. And but, that
2: brings back fond memories. Rip,
1: Really, I was very impressed with Hermantown in this. They are the number one team in Class 8. Now, that Monomedi team that I just saw, very good team, but uh, they don't have the top-line firepower. This Hermantown team is also tall. They're not short and stubby uh, this year. Their smallest player is 5'9". Thank you, Carl. Um, But uh, I really think they have good size across the board, and they're pretty good.
0: Yeah, and I've said this before on the show, people like you know, whoever's out there saying that Greenway is better than Hermantown. Hermantown never never lost uh Greenway and youth hockey all the way through. I don't know why it would start all of a sudden now. So Well and her- I state stand firmly that Hermantown I still think Greenway's a top five team. Yes. Um, I still think they are, but I still think Hermantown's the class of this sec this that section and the state still. Till someone proves me mm-hmm. wrong.
1: Till no loses – yeah, until Hermantown loses to a Class A opponent, they are the number one team in Class A. Totally
0: agree. And I'll go and I'll say this for this to go some more development. It's because they play Pee Double A and B.A.M. AA. They're used to playing against these big boys. And at the high school level, they play hey, at least half their games against AA teams. Yep. And they're prepared for this kind of stuff when you get to section play, where a lot of these teams, and no offense, they'll go play Eveleth and Kitson Central and pad their wins. Lake of the Woods. Lake of the Woods. You know, whatever. And
2: the they've had
0: their wins, but at the end of the day, you got to be ready. Yeah. You know, and Hats off to Hermiton the last five, ten years, playing a strictly tough double-A type schedule.
1: Three out of the last five years, I think, the Class A winner has beaten the Class 2A champion. So the Class A champion has beaten this Class 2A oh, champion. Oh, we
0: know. The last two, for sure. And
1: then the fifth year would be St. Thomas beating Edina in the Schwan's Cup with the yeah. Novak goal. Yeah. And so it it, it says something when you play up and you play a two A schedule, it's easier to win that.
0: And I tell these guys like Brian Murphy, my buddy at Tina Grace, I'm like, hey, stay at A. It's good for your program to stay at A, but play double A a lot of double A. It's good for the it's good for your program. It's good for your compete level. Don't just jumped to double-A like Blake did. I mean, Blake's fine moving up, but I, I still think they should have stayed at a just increased their schedule. Going to double-A is a major – It's hard. Look at St. Thomas. I mean, D1 players – Novak's team amazing. did not make it to state. Right. <laughs> Keep going. I mean, I, I just don't think it's a good strategy in my opinion.
1: Okay, let's move on from that for the time being and talk about Tonka beating Duluth Marshall 5-3 to – now, Carl, you didn't go to this game. You were celebrating with Gregory the Greyhound with Mike <laughs> Randolph's 600th win. But you, what was the scuttle that you heard about this game?
2: Yeah, so my, my seven double-A spies were at this one. And uh, it's, it's an interesting game. Uh, first, uh, minute Talk had jumped out to a 3-0 lead in the first six minutes. So it looked like they were just going to steamroll Marshall. But, you know, Marshall, after... You know, running up a lot of goals in a lot of early games against weak competition, I think they, you know, probably needed to adjust to Minitaga's speed, and they settled in, and they fought right back. They came all the way back, tied the game up at three early in the third period, and then uh, only a little later on, about six minutes into the third, uh, Minitaga finally had been the game winner, courtesy of Luke Height, and then finished off to win 5-3 over at I think there are positives for both teams in this game. For uh, Marshall, it proves that they can't compete with a, a top, an elite top five team in the state. And for Minnetonka, they uh, showed some resilience, so <clears throat> didn't let, let things snowball when they, they coughed up the three goal lead and found a way to win on the road. So it was definitely an entertaining game at Mars on Saturday that I did not see. Yeah,
1: that would have been a game I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, if that was down in the Metro, that would have been worth seeing. Sure. For sure, and hats <laughs> off to Duluth Marshall. I think this is a team that we need to start addressing because Absolutely. because with Saber and Granis, they're definitely
0: a, they're two or three. Yeah, yeah they, they've
2: yeah. got hey, I, they, they've got Hermantown this week and Duluth East next week, so a couple of big rivalries for them and big tests coming up. So we'll know a lot more soon.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you'll get get to see them in person, I guess.
2: Yeah, I'll be I should be at both of those.
1: Oh, good, good. Carl going again, all right, Carl
2: <laughs> happens occasionally
1: um, another game that we did not go to, but is worth noting Centennial Six over Elk River with three, so worth I'm checking my pickums oh, Sorry, okay. preview. that was embarrassing. <laughs> that was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's um embarrassing for you. This preview. I got that one right. <laughs> so Tony's Cougars, because we all know that Tony's a Cougar fan. Uh, uh time. <laughs> they pull out this one. They were outshot, but I I think you look at the firepower that Centennial has and sight unseen, it looks pretty impressive right now.
2: Yeah. They're they're yeah. up four oh, nothing yeah. in this game before Elk River clawed their way back into it, made it a little bit a, a little more interesting, but impressive showing or according to my other seven the
0: blaze fives. I like these A seven AA spies.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's see if Carl has any seven A spies because Greenway beat East Grand Forks five to three. Um, this game was looks to be at Greenway. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I think Greenway is continuing to be a top five team.
0: Oh no question.
1: And, and this proves I think they have a big week coming up. They play St. Cloud Cathedral. At Cathedral, and they play Matamidi at Matamidi. This is Friday, Saturday. Friday's the Matamidi, and Saturday's the Cathedral. We'll see
0: if they can travel better than East Grand did a couple weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> East Grand, seriously, on the road. Is, don't battle. You know, <laughs> yeah. if they win Section 8A, I'm predicting them to lose in the state tournament first round, no matter who the opponent is. They can't on the road. They can't Thanks. travel. Okay. I love East Grand, but they. They haven't been good outside of the Red River. Okay, <laughs> so you're hoping if, if the state tournament gets moved to East Grand Forks.
1: Okay, yeah, okay, you're hoping that they play in the North Dakota state tournament. They would be awesome in that. <laughs> it <would be>
0: awesome. <laughs> That's the Ralph. Yeah, so yeah, they would be really good there.
1: There we go. Um, but they did outshoot Greenway, 35 to 28. So it wasn't it wasn't a bloodbath
0: because they were
1: trailing. I hate that. But stat, the SOG. Okay, well this is an instance where SOG actually made a difference. Um, St. Thomas Academy had 33 shots, the Holy Family's 20, and they win 4-1. to one. This was, first period was even. I was at this game. First period was even. Second period, St. Thomas just momentum and they had the better players. They had the more offensively so players. The a couple of things, Atkins Kelly was back stood on his head a couple of times, a couple of big saves. Um, um, Foley was back, which Chase Foley being number one, number two defenseman. I think his speed as a defenseman really lets the other defensemen, you know, play in their area. You know, let's Blake Holmes play more physical now because he's a bigger physical body. Let's wing his play, you know, a little bit more lose Carter Henry. You know, really solidifies that team. And then I think, like, a good baseball player when you have your catcher back right. as Atticus makes the defense better. I and
0: still think they didn't – I didn't see any – Muzzy Muzzy's a good – um, Muzzy
1: Donahue's a very good goaltender. But I think, it, you know, when you have the confidence that you have a preseason All-State player in um, Atticus Kelly, it, it gains some confidence.
0: And, you know, they're a shoe in to make it to state, I think. St. Thomas yes. is. They're a shoe in. I mean, there would be a major shock if any of those teams, Eastview, Egan, Jefferson, any Richmond, one of them, any of those teams could beat them. I'd be shocked. It, it, they, if with if, if Askis Kelly, I can see is the type of goaltender that can lead them into the second round. Yeah. They really do. He's I don't know if they're going to make it a state
1: final. Just like last a year? Final four type of thing. Okay. Thank you, Carl, for being mean,
0: saying it was just like last year. 12. Well I, I could see th- I realistically could see this one of the opener games where it was Tonka and Saint Thomas as a four five Thursday. Oh night game. god. I see that. That's again. a good game. I really see it. I do. Yeah, that's a good
1: game. Um talk about another good game. Creeden-Durham Hall won, White Bear Lake won.
0: That's a big game. That's for, a big game. The I mean they they jumped into Carl's top ten.
1: Yeah. Yep. Here here's what I'm annoyed Amazing. about. Before I turn it over to you, Carl, and why you chose the Raiders, I'm annoyed that Creighton is not in three double A. It's yes. I I'm not against it as a as a Jefferson dad, but <laughs> it's stupid <laughs> because as a St. Thomas person, that would be just so cool to have. You know, it just be so big.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. And then somehow, some way, if once they're gonna fix that, take the Blake girls and the Dana girls and separate them. It makes zero stupid, stupid, sense. Stupidest thing ever. The two best teams in the state play. And then they, they left Breck, uh, you know, and yeah. then they get the, – the, those are the two dumbest ones. Okay. Totally mm. dumb.
2: Carl, why why did you move Creighton up? Well, you know, when the, you could try to do early season rankings, I always say, you know, okay, one good result might be a fluke. But when you get two, that's when you start to think, okay, you're on to something here. And Creighton in three games now has – Beaten Eden Prairie and and Tidewiper Lake, two top ten teams. Uh, so looking convincing. Uh the shots were fairly even in this game, so it's not like they you know they're just hanging on with a great gold teddy performance. They can skate with these top teams and uh in their third game they blew Woodbury out of the water, so it looks like they're a serious contender for a top ten. And spot. They have, of course
0: I of agree. Course they're stuck but, at they six, have AA, but
2: yeah, yep. yep.
0: I agree.
1: Um, enough said with that. Um, now let's talk about some good players who had good weeks. Um we have co red black players Cole. of the week. Um, Jack Gergen, hat trick for Armstrong Cooper, um, a five to two win over Osio.
0: I mean, well, we talked about it I think in our previous show that uh, Armstrong could be one of those teams that will be unsettling. Ask the folks at
2: uh, the
0: Grove how unsettling it was. Uh, good for them. I mean, oh, yeah. to me, it makes exciting. We have these teams that yeah. just come out of nowhere, and hopefully, this is a team this year can do that. They're big, and they're strong, they're physical, they're smart. I think this is a team that can give some people, Kim, give some people some trouble. Last time Armstrong <laughs> was
1: notable was when they beat the Prairie in Sections. I'll never forget that.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. They were the year there was
1: a defending state
0: champions Yes, yes,
1: yep. and that will probably happen 8-1. to the current defending state champions. Oh. And this is, this is coming Steggers. from a place of love. This is coming from a place of love. Anyways, but they won't be the number one seed in their section. I promise you that. Okay. Thank you. Second um, red-black player is Austin McNeil. Hat-trick for Shakopee in an 8-3 to win over Waconia. So stick taps to both of those players.
0: Very good weeks. Absolutely.
1: Okay, let's do our our middle segment this week. Um, is about players committing too early okay so kind of want to talk about this a little bit so as we look at the commitment list this year we have 43 players playing high school hockey currently that are committed and 10 are seniors if we look back in 2010 there was 38 players committed 28 were seniors so there's been a trend going up from just a but
0: basically flipped yeah yeah
1: Really Turned the tables Completely flipped So uh, What do you think Leading these early You know Commitments uh, Is kind of where I want to start This conversation
0: Well The first reason It's happening it's, I would call it A national recruiting issue Right So Boston University And Boston College Are the evil uh, Side of this Right yeah. So BCBU Five or six years ago Started committing Really young Actually Vermont Did first And then be well, Vermont attitude, doesn't mean anything. Right? So what happened was, and it's no big deal when they're when they're recruiting kids out of prep schools and out of, you know, tier one leagues in the East Coast, it doesn't really affect Minnesota or St. Cloud or North Dakota. But the minute they come into Minnesota and pluck a kid like Drew Hellison out of Shattuck, who's Jake Ottinger was a freshman. Yeah, yeah, they start plucking these guys out of here. All of a sudden, it's like, whoa, we got to protect our territory. So now... All the schools. I mean, uh, St. Cloud took the two Greenway kids. You, we mentioned Christian Miller Miller earlier, and they're they're plucking these kids when they're nine ninth grade, and all the schools just put their hands up like, well, we have to in order to compete. And you know, it's well documented. I mean, you know, it's a topic when KSTP runs a story on it. You know, and when Chaz and Cruz Lucius commit in eighth grade, it's a big deal that this happens, you know, and they make a big, bigger deal out of it it really is. At the end of the day, I was talking to a a parent of a ninth grade commit today, and I said right to her face, I said, hey, it doesn't matter how good he is today. If he's not a good hockey player and can't make the varsity hockey team at the school that chose him, he's not going to play. So the commitment doesn't really mean anything. They're not going to honor the scholarship. And the schools, until the national letter of intent is signed, they're free agents. So let's stop for two seconds,
1: and I just want to say one thing. When I was in ninth grade, no way in hell knew where I was going to go to college. Carl, did you know that you were going to go to Georgetown?
2: No idea. I, I don't think it was even on my radar at that point.
1: And that's what makes this kind of weird. So when you see like a ninth grader committing, it's like that's a big life choice. And they got four years of their life still to lead and four years of hoping that that coach is still going to be there
0: too. And To me, it's a lot of pressure. It's like you just chose where you're going to go to college. I'm going to go to Minnesota. I'm going to go to Wisconsin at such an early age. And now you have to live up to that pressure for the next four years. You can't just enjoy your high school years.
1: You got a target them on your back the whole time.
0: Yeah, it's a little. It's a there's there's some goofiness to it that, you know, that is really unnecessary if you ask me. Because what's the hurry? Is what I keep coming yeah. back to. You know, and if you're really good, you're the top eighth grader, and top ninth grader, top tenth grader, and you haven't committed. You know what? It's. it's I think there's going to be a day where kids just opt not to commit. And they're going to just wait because I'm going to be good enough when I'm in eighth grade. I'll be good enough when I'm in tenth. I'll be good enough whenever. But but will scholarships run out? No, they won't run out. That's what I keep telling people. They're not (laughs) not going to dry up. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Look at Carter Randcliffe. Carter Randcliffe decommitted from Arizona State because he knew he's going to probably end up going to North Dakota, right? Yeah. So North Dakota has been in every one of his games. He's going to end up going to North Dakota. That's what the word on the street is. He decommitted from a lower level school, Arizona State, and now he's going to commit somewhere else. And it's just common. It's very common.
1: Now, do you think if a player commits as a freshman but decommits, you know, let's say after high school, do you think that does them a disservice?
0: He a- Decommits or gets decommitted? Which one? Well,
1: let's let's talk mm-hmm. about in both uh, right. segments. So say a player commits to a school like Arizona State or like a Merrimack, like a low school.
0: Let's right. just yep. say that. That's fine.
1: Uh, because, oh, my God, they gave me a scholarship. You know, like, I'll I'm, take it.
0: I'll take it. A hotel reservation at a Motel 6, right? Exactly. I'll take it. Well, I don't want to drive anymore. <laughs> now the resident's in calls, and you might take that, and then you're holding that spot in case you can get into the, the Hyatt. The Hyatt. Right.
1: Yeah. So now, what do you think that does for a kid? Then, do you think people look away? You know, okay, I'm committed to Mary Mack. Do you think you know
0: the Hyatts are looking what, away? What you're bringing to the point is called the gentleman's handshake agreement. So every year in down in Naples, Florida, the college coaches convention, and they talk about this handshake agreement. Once a kid verbally commits to St. Cloud State, let's use Christian Miller as an example. The Gophers can't call him according to the- the handshake agreement It's
1: a handshake
0: they call it the handshake agreement okay we okay not, I'm just... we Very will not agreement. call on your players and it's really bad in some ways it's really bad because then it encourages kids'll we'll we go grab a guy when he's in ninth grade. yes, now we can't can't because of the handshake agreement you can't do it. There are certain schools who have been. Reported who don't follow it. The, the fingers crossed. Fingers were crossed when they when they <laughs> shook hands. Exactly. I'm not going to name those schools because it doesn't do me any good to name them. But there's a few out there pretty obvious who they are when they'll go in and take raid on a, on a certain school or a certain player.
1: Well, then let's flip that and talk about what goes on with decommitting. So that's what's going. So a player decommits, but a school can decommit as
0: well. Absolutely, it happens all the time. Or they slow play. Which do you want to talk about first, the decommit or the slow play? Let's talk about the decommit first. The decommit just happened. There one just just came up. Uh, North Dakota is not honoring the scholarship to offer commitment with Mitchell Matson,
1: Grand Rapids kid, Mr. Hockey finalist.
0: Yeah, uh, it was a Blue draftable
1: Houston.
2: player. Drafted.
0: I think drafted by the Rangers or somebody like that. Okay, so Mitchell Matson's no longer committed there, and now he's basically on the free market. Now this is the case where scholarships run out he had a scholarship offer and and was it was taken away and he's right. got to be 20 or 21 coming right. on oh he's in his second year so 20 yeah, so yeah 20. he's 19 or 20 yeah so now he's got nowhere to go you know so i've gotten a couple calls from schools asking about him and there's the situation i don't know the situation so i kind of just got to plead the fifth so i don't know they're wondering you know What's this, what is the situation that those kinds of things, and these are the uh, these would be the middle tier. These would be the residents in type schools, you know. They're so he's not going to get the, the high end offer. He's not a North Dakota kid anymore. No, no, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So the slope play is a little bit different. I'm guessing. This is this is where it gets weird. Yeah, it is. It's really weird. So. A kid, a kid commits when he's a junior or senior. This is your average kid. kid commits when he's a junior or senior, and they tell him you need to go play a year junior. So The kid goes, okay. Well, here's a, they, they all there's millions of different examples. I, I yes. like I like the Dylan Sandberg one the best because it's okay. just the opposite. So they slow played him. Sandy says, okay, you got to go play a year at Waterloo. So he's done. He graduates from Hermitown, and scores the game winning goal in the state tournament. Had a good year too. <laughs> You know, Not becomes second-round draft pick because he's six foot four, right? Yeah, 3'4". Yeah, yeah you know, guy. all of a sudden he's all headed to, headed to Waterloo. And then June, he gets drafted in the second round. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sandy's like, oh, my gosh, I can't – we can't put this kid down at Waterloo. He's going to leave and go to the pros. Yeah. Because he's a second-round pick. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, he goes from Waterloo to, you know, the first set of D for UMD. So that's the opposite of slow play. The, 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 the real slow play is Garrett Waite. You know, Garrett Waite Mm -hmm. has been at Waterloo for, like, 11 years, (laughs) and he still hasn't signed a national letter intent. And He was committed to the Gophers when he was in high school. Yeah. So he's being slow-played in Waterloo, and I think he's actually having a pretty good year this year, and he might sign a letter in intent in April.
1: Yeah, but then you have really random stuff that happens, like Dan Lebowski.
0: Yeah, he went to Colorado College, Left, left went down to Tri City. Tri City with purple. I get Lincoln and Tri City. Yeah, blue, blue and, and purple, purple. yeah, and in Nebraska. Yeah, and,
1: and then he, <laughs> and then he went over to Wisconsin. Yeah, and then Betsy left, and and now it's just Lebowski. Yeah, it, no. it, it it weird things happen. I think a lot, especially because Lebowski was committed early,
0: and it's all it's free agency it really just becomes free agencies, colleges, juniors. You know, it's a part of it, part of the ugly side of the game, the decommitting, slow playing. It's just a big part of the numbers game that the colleges run into in this process.
1: And it's just, it's kind of annoying because it's a game then. And then some schools are left with, prime name schools are left with players that might not be past their prime or trying to grab straws
0: at players that are peaking at certain times. I talked for about 45 minutes to a Division One head coach this past weekend. He's like, Tony, there are so many good players. I've had so much luck with Minnesota kids, but now I don't even have to go to Minnesota like I used to for all of my players because there's so many good players from California and Washington State he was talking about and – it's crazy about how many great players are out of the country. So the choices are greater for the colleges, and their choices are greater for the kids too.
1: Yeah, and I think you will still always see traditionally like Duluth pulling Minnesotans, although like some Canadians and stuff like that. Yep. But then uh, Minnesota will always choose Minnesotans, I would say, for the most part. And then, but it's good for business for
0: the Gophers it, in St. Cloud to take Minnesota kids. Exactly, but I think Minnesota kids might have to look past those schools coming up and forward. Totally true. There's, you know, there are kids that are, they know they're not going to get picked by Minnesota kids. There's a cup. There's a big tournament in April or in May called World Selects, and it's held out in Philadelphia. And the East Coast schools just crawl all over this thing. <laughs> you know, and it's great. It's great. It's great for those kids to go out and get by 18 to 20 schools on the East Coast. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot about committing. Yeah, that's good. And we didn't really get into the cliche part of it, so that was a fun part of this
1: discussion. Yes, my yes. Opinion. Okay, let's let's stop talking about committing. Start talking about games.
0: All right, let's do it.
1: Okay, I'm going to run down some games, games of the week that are worth mentioning. Yep. Uh, Before we
0: get to our five pick-ems.
1: Yes. Um, you want to start with the holiday classic
0: and
2: just yeah, can I let's let's get it out of the I way.
0: Wanna, let, let Carl <laughs> <laughs> make the comment. Okay, go ahead. Cause we both have the same exact comment.
2: Yeah. I think right, Carl, you know, this might be the weakest field we've ever seen in the Edina holiday <laughs> classic, at least in its current <laughs> iteration. I mean, it's the I, mean, I think the op- obvious runaway favorite Grand Rapids. Sure. They had a the nice weekend last weekend, but it, there could be a couple of bloodbaths this weekend. Eden Prairie and are both decent teams. Both have some talent, but a lot to prove, I think. So, I don't know. I'm not as excited for the Dinah Holiday Classic as I am some years.
0: Do you remember when the twins went like worst to first? <laughs> Last mm-hmm. year's Dinah Classic was probably the best one in my memory. Yeah, in, what, whatever. This, since this, we're going, yeah, we're going from first to worst. Yeah, and I'm not ripping on the Dinah Classic because it's historically the greatest event, especially around Christmas time. There is. This is just isn't the best field that they've drawn in this year.
1: There's a couple certainties this year with the Edina Holiday Classic. Um,
0: Edina's going to win all their games, probably. Yes.
1: The roster sheets are going to be this line green color. Yep. Um, they always are.
0: Always are. are. And,
1: and there's only going to be two really fun games to watch, in my opinion, and that's the Elk-Eden-Prairie game, the first game of the tournament, and the last game of
0: the tournament. And when Edina plays Grand Rapids, could Edina – go over 100 shots on goal. If they wanted to. <laughs> if they wanted to. i just mm-hmm. throwing it out there. If they wanted to. If, if Benilde can throw 75 on Grand Rapids. 64. 75. Okay. Uh, you know, reviewing the tape. They can <laughs> throw 75 on there. And this is the best team done has had in three or four years. They could end with the... Factoring in the oh shot clock guy at Bremer, <laughs> I'm calling it right now, 100 shots. I think Kurt Giles will call off the dogs before it gets that bad. Just
2: yep.
1: But if Gabe Holland stands on his head like Hunter Shepard, they might have to. Might have to. <laughs> Anyways, the second game that's worth noting is the Eden Prairie Dining game. I think this game would be very physical, four in the box, on either side type of game. It could be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That's the one to watch.
1: That's the, the one to watch as long, with Elk and Eden Prairie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the Elk and Eden Prairie one's the only toss-up, I think.
0: Yep. And not yep. worth it for Pickums.
1: No. Um, other games of the week. Uh, good one. Hermantown-Duluth. Marshall. <sighs> it's going to be good.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that uh, one on Tuesday. I don't think Marshall's and... beaten Hermantown in about ten years, so <laughs> they really what? want this one. I don't think Marshall's beaten Marshall? Hermantown in about ten years, yeah. You're kidding! It's since they since
1: 2008,
2: rough sometime in there. It's been a long time. I wish I had the number in front of me, but yeah.
1: Well, they didn't beat them in 2007.
2: No, because might even, beat even before state. that. Yeah.
1: Wow, that's worth yeah. looking up. I know mm-hmm. Marshall's beaten East. We'll
2: have that for you by, by next week. Yeah.
1: Yeah, did Marshall beat East? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Weird awesome. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, another chance for East to lose. They play Cloquet this week oh, at the Lumberdome.
2: <laughs> Daggers are out, <laughs> But
1: <laughs>
0: if that was a pick, I would take East.
1: Yeah, I would take East. I, I. But it's it's at Cloquet. So, um, what day is that, Carl?
0: That is Thursday.
1: So Carl will be in Cloquet on Thursday for people mm-hmm. wanting to know where Carl will be. Um, Blaine yep, plays play Centennial. All <laughs> yes, Blaine plays Centennial this week, and Blaine plays Maple Grove. So a couple of big games for Blaine in Section 5 AA. As far as seeding is concerned, these are ones to look back on. That's for a young team. Blaine is
0: super young. so has be those... been yeah. playing
1: well yeah, on but the that's board. More,
0: when they're young, it's going to be one night's going to be good, one night's going to be bad.
1: Well, which night is it? Because they they have two good games this week. Uh, Greenway comes down, like we said, they'll play Montemiteye. And then they'll play Cathedral. Uh, so, by Friday, Cathedral on Saturday. Big week for Greenway.
2: Great to Greenway for the one? Class A schedule they put together.
0: Yeah, really good. Well, mm-hmm. you know, Grant Clafton's, you know, a coach in, in, in coaching the Elite Leagues. He's really well-connected. So, putting together a decent schedule when he knew he was going to have a decent team was hats off to him. Yeah. And, and
1: then um, – uh, Alex is going to beat East Grand Force because it's at uh,
0: Runestone Arena. For sure, <laughs> <Yeah. The lock. laughs> so it's a lock. Disaster lock game of the week. Pick Alex and the points. Call eight eight eight. Tony Scott. for <laughs> your pickums. I'm sorry, I'm ripping on East Grand. No, right but God. this
1: should be a very good game, oh, yeah. and East Grand has a very good chance of winning it too. Yes. So, um, and I think this would be a pickum if we didn't already have Alex in the pickums. I
0: think. I think uh, Carter Career comes back this week. He's eligible, the transferred fender. from Moorhead to East Grand. And I know it was early December, so I think by now Carter Career will be in the in the in between the pipes for East Grand, which is a huge boost. I mean, he's an elite league goaltender, he's an awesome talent. Um, I, I think that could be a boost for the uh, Green Wave. Okay, well, that's all the games that I want to cover before pickems, Tony. All right, ta-da. Okay, recap. Um, I got a lot right. You guys got a lot wrong, which is kind of becoming a norm. I have nine correct this year. Carl Gates. <laughs> he has, he has and... one good week to to talk <laughs> and he gets cocky. And Tanny is uh, going to be going to Gambler's Anonymous. He's at five. <laughs> <laughs> he only got one right last week. It was St. Thomas at least Hey, I'm just living it up it was right his own now team. Yeah. I, know it, I know it could go down And I'm first this week okay. So um, What do we got first? Our first game will be Tuesday night in Alexandria Alex has a good week They host St. Cloud Cathedral In a Section 6A this big Showdown um, By all accounts YHH will be there I'm not sure what humans will actually surface in Alexandria, but <laughs> YHH will be there. I covering won't be. The game Not uh, I was supposed to be there, but got a rude awakening that I won't be there from the home front. So I'll be at Blake Creeden on Tuesday. Someone will be there from YHH. That's the biggest game of the week, I think, just because of what it means to the section.
1: So, Peter Odney, if you're listening, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there. You're going to be in Alexandria
0: he might on Tuesday. <laughs> Someone's going to be in Alex. Someone's going to be in Alex this week. Okay, who you got? I'm going to go with the home squad. Okay. I'm going to go Alex. Boys, you're up, Danny.
1: I, I like Cathedral in this game. I think they're playing good hockey right now. And um, when it matters, I think they're going to um,
0: – they they've been
1: playing more consistently than Alex has, I think, this year. That's true. Yeah, and I Thanks. think that's,
0: that's going to make a difference. That's true. But I think the reason I take Alex is, is they're older okay. and Cathedral's younger. Sure.
2: Carl? I'm going to go with Cathedral. I just think they're the more complete team of the two.
0: Okay, next pick is Orno and Breck. I thought we didn't like Class A. We have, like, almost all Class A games. I don't like Class A. Yeah, I do. We all hate Class A, for the record. Kidding. Okay, Danny, you're up. Second second guy here.
1: I'm actually going to flip on this. I'm going to pick Orno. I know that I was riding the Mustangs earlier, but I saw Breck play this week um, against Chaska. Now, Chaska's got some really fun players with Kester, Pitlick. Um, Warnert was out. Um, but Lavelle was playing. They have fun players, but I'm, Breck still needs to solidify a little bit for me to fully be on board. I think they'll be good by sessions. But right now, Orno's playing good hockey. I'm going to go with Orno on this one.
0: I feel like Gucci are coming on.
2: <laughs> I'm also going with Orno. so Tony, you get to pick Breck.
0: Thanks a lot, Carl. You have connections to Brackard? So I don't... know I do. I'm just going to say I'm going to ride this Mustang just once. That's fine, because you can't ride a Spartan. That's a little awkward. You cannot ride a Spartan. Although, I'll be with the Spartans on Sunday. We're doing a special photo shoot interview session with them this Sunday. It's
1: well, an exciting
0: little article I'm putting together on them. And we can hear a little bit more
1: about um, this game probably,
0: too. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. All right, next game is uh, Greenway visits Matamidai on Friday. Oh, look, Class a Class A game. Another Class A game for you Oops. Class A haters out there. I think we hate you guys. Uh, Carl, you get to go first.
2: Well, I've been riding the Greenway train all along, so I might as well stick with it.
0: All right. Well, this will be great, because I'm going to take Greenway as well. I would have taken Matamidai. I know you would have. And I really liked the way
1: Matamidai played. Um, I will – I'm very leaning towards going to this game on Friday. Um, now your calendar is a little bit more free. Right? Uh, it's still up in the air, but it, really with the Diana holiday classic, um, uh, not being what it w- was, I really. That's just sad. I mean, like a that's a three-day like event for me. Yes, and that I have my own spot, and I have to give it's dirty like looks Week. to Mrs. Giles because I sit in that section. It's like Holy Week for you, and you're skipping it to go to a it is because. Game. No, if I get confirmation that the Thunderhawk mascot will be there on Friday or Saturday, I will be there.
0: Uh, I would
1: count on it. Oh wow. I wouldn't uh, count on it. They might have made some money during the tournament last year and then, like, just
0: riding that money and paying for
1: the mascot. with. No, no, I wouldn't
0: count on it. Uh, all right, so the next game is really good game. This is a 6AA seating game. Cretan from over on the east, east side. It's going to be on the east 6AA still doesn't make sense. Uh, with Wyzetta. that Wyzetta, you get to go first. Me? I'm going to take Creighton on this one. Or is this your pick, Tony? I went last. Oh, yeah, yeah. Carl went first with Greenway. I'm sorry. I get to go first. Uh, wow, that's a good one. I'm going to I'm gonna go Wyzetta.
1: I'm going to go Creighton. Uh, Creighton's been playing good hockey. I'll see them on Tuesday. I want to be convinced, and I think I will be. Um, they probably have the best player, at least offensively skilled player, um, in this matchup, in Matt Gleason, I would say.
0: Mm, I'm uh, not Griffin, no.
1: Well, uh, system wise, and, and so <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Gleason and, and the Raiders, and this is coming from St. Thomas Guy Sky picking Creighton. This is it's hard for me.
0: I'm sure it is.
1: Yes, I'm sure they've too many. We feel your pain. You. Don't send my boy to Creighton.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, Carl, this is up. This toss up for you. What do you got? Oh yeah, this is a hard one, but I think I'm going to go with Wayzata. I think they're, mm, you know, Cretans riding high now, but you know there'll be some bumps along the way. They're not the sort of team that's going to, you know, run the table or any, or any stretch, by already stretch, any stretch of the imagination. So we'll go with the, the battle-tested Trojans here.
0: You know, it's interesting. This last game is easily the best game of the week, and yes. all the different talk that we've had on the show, we've been on the show now almost an hour, and we haven't brought this up at all. Minnetonka and Moorhead. Let's talk about it now then. This is gonna be an awesome game. And the the annoying part is we're
1: all not gonna be there because it's up in Moorhead which is frustrating, but it's gonna be a very, very good game. Um, who has the first pick? You do. I'm picking Tonka in this. Wow. I think the Moorhead has best defenseman Ethan Frisch, but I like Tonka's decor. I like the way that, you know, they haven't been leaking goals as much, I would say, this year. As Moorhead has, when I saw them play St. Thomas, they just—I don't know—I like the depth of Tonka and second-line matchup that they can mm-hmm. pr- provide over Moorhead a lot more for some reason. Yeah, well, we we
0: kind of took some shots at Moorhead after the, and this is a good opening.
1: chance for the Spuds to you know come back at us, you know, prove us wrong. Yeah, right now.
0: Well, the sports center will be rocking when this game is played. I mean, all the youths are, will be there. Uh, high school will be there. This will be as good an atmosphere as Tonka could ask for. Um, Carl, it's your pick. I, I got my pick, too. I mean, I'm I differ from you on this one. Go ahead, Carl. Mm, I'm it's a hard one.
2: Just, yeah, they're really tough. But i going to stick with the skippers. Same reasons Danny had. Plus, I have to close ground on Tony somehow, so. As as no, I was take gonna
0: head. take I was gonna take head, no matter what. Kind of like you were yeah. gonna pick my, I, mean, I was gonna take Morehead, I This is not a forced pick at all. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of going with the, the home ice. I think they can get momentum there. Um, okay. If if Marshall can take Taka to the brink up in at Mars, yeah. they ain't seen nothing yet. When they get to the Sold out sports center. I mean, this ain't gr- The Fresh Five is there. Yeah, it's gonna be really good. <laughs> I, they'll they'll have some great environment there. I think they're more – I, I still, still think offensively they're a one-line team, but I think their second and third line can match up with Minnesota.
1: But their top line is so good. It is so flashy and so good. Ooh, Morehead. Gets
0: my point. Like, I know.
1: That's it, what's it, eating okay. me.
0: Hang on now. <laughs> rewind. Uh, can I rewind? Second Grand line. Rapids. Can so we go to Grand Rapids? Okay. We were having this discussion exactly a year ago today – talking about Grand Rapids can't win the state title with one line. What happened?
1: Grand Rapids' line was better.
0: Hmm. Oh, than Stetson, <laughs> yes. Grand Club, and O'Connell. and O'Connell? Yes. Yes.
1: More chemistry.
0: More, more D1. I mean, it's okay. a no-brainer D1. But Moorhead afterwards?
1: Is night and day <laughs> compared to rapid second line. Rapid second oh, line. Oh, correct. Third for sure, line. Of course. Course.
0: Correct. 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 <laughs> decor correct. for Morehead. Better, but the goaltender for was state, state school cold. or Harlem didn't matter. It close. was it was not better. Close. No offense, it's to I Leonard. Well, oh, Leonard's a best. good goaltender, but it's we're talking. Not about. Not even close. Yeah. Well, this ought to be good. We got a lot of differentiation here. We could have a see another big swing like we did last week. Can you
1: lose all of yours and me get all of mine? Is that a
0: possibility? You could go five.
2: If, I don't know. It is. We, it
0: is we a possibility. Agree. Yes, thank There's you, we, You we
2: agree on nothing.
0: We agree on nothing. You and I agree on nothing. Yes. You this could, is how ooh. I come back. <laughs> this is how I do it. Yeah, this is how you get into Gamblers Anonymous. <laughs> I was picking legacy questions. My name is Danny, and I have a problem. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Well, what a fun show this week. Thanks, Carl, for uh, making your schedule work. Danny, thanks for putting together a great show on this. And thank you to the Red and Black League for making this show possible. For Carl and Danny, I'm Tony Scott. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you at the rink this week. These looks all over their face my friends all know that i'm cool i've been this way since high school because life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater when it comes to hockey nobody can stop me my high school team i was playing on the top three now my son is scoring piles you know